Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus now, back to kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. All right, around the bend we go. We've got best of the best and then the boomies, the award show that, well, nobody asked for, but America gets. We will do it in a moment. Let's go best of the best right now. This week's best of the best of the best of the this best, week's best, best of the best. Oh, let's start out with some brunch in Germany. Nothing says NFL Sunday like it. Bucks laying two and a half to the Seahawks. Booms, what do you got? Yeah, you talk about comeback players of the year. How about Geno Smith? He's the NFL leader in completion percentage this season. He's completing 73.5% of his passes. That's incredible. He also has 15 touchdown passes. That's a career high for him. I'll tell you what, he and his wide receivers are doing their thing. And the reason they're able to do their thing is because the guy that you keep pointing out to me each and every week, and that's the former Michigan State running back, Kenneth Walker III. He has been amazing. He's on par for Offensive Rookie of the Year, assuming he can stay healthy. It would have been him or Brees Hall if, unfortunately, uh, the Jets lost Brees. But Kenneth has been like a a a revelation out there. They have two offensive tackles that are rookies, and Geno is just kind of orchestrating this thing. So um, I kind of love the the Geno Smith-led Seahawks here. And by the way, this is a really, really important game for them. And the yeah. reason for that, it's an NFC game, of course. They can get the 7-3. and three. The team that's going to be breathing down their neck is going to be the San Francisco 49ers. They need this game. The Bucs could lose this game and still win the NFC South three weeks from now. So uh, I, I'm going to take the Seahawks, Mike. And I think I think this is all about Geno Smith and Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and Kenneth Walker. Those four guys right there have got enough offense to hold back uh, the Bucs, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm done doubting the Seahawks, and I know they'll be a public darling this week, but I think they're just flat better than the Bucks, and I know what I'm going to get, so I'll go with it. All right, so, Boomer, here's what I wanted to do. We're at the halfway point-ish, so we'll check in. I want to get a sense of where you're at with awards, teams, division winners, etc., and then we'll check in at the end of the year. So we, we've titled this the Boomies. Now, we don't have <laughs> tuxedos or you know champagne toast, but we do have awards to give out, so... We'll just start it. You tell me where you're at with it, and we'll keep it moving. Right here, right now, 
Boomer Esiason's NFL MVP. It's got to be uh, Patrick Mahomes. I think he's separated himself the last couple weeks. You know, Josh Allen was right up there with him, but Josh has thrown some goofy interceptions over the last two weeks, and that loss against the Jets really hurt him, and he's probably going to miss this Minnesota game this week. So I think right now as I sit here, it's Patrick Mahomes number one, Jalen Hurts number two, Josh Allen number three, and Tyree Kill number four. And I know they're all offensive players, but those guys are the guys that people pay money to see. And I know the Matt Judons of the world out there that you know have 11 and a half sacks, and he may break Michael Strahan's sack record. You know He's having a great year, but he would be more my defensive player of the year. These four are my guys right now at the halfway point that are the leaders in the MVP clubhouse. I kind of want to shout out Geno Smith here, too. I know he won't win it, but it's like, man, where would they be without him? But you, you, you've, you've probably nailed it with Mahomes. Uh, NFL Coach of the Year, and boy, are there a lot of options. There are a lot of options. You know, you got Brian Dayball, you got Rob Sala here in New York, you got Pete Carroll out in Seattle, you got Kevin O'Connell with the Minnesota Vikings, you know, yeah. the quietest seven and one team out there. So I for me it's Brian Dayball. And the reason it's Brian Dayball is because he inherited a team that was just awful over the last five years. And he had a quarterback that he had to figure out whether or not he could win with. And he had to stop him from turning the football over. And he has changed the entire culture of the Giants in eight games. And they come into the next two games as heavy favorites against the Texans and the Lions. So I got to believe that they're going to get to eight and two. And when I see eight and two and I see New York Giants next to that, for me, that's a miracle worker. That's why I would say it's Brian Dayball right now. All right, let's go NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. I assume you're going K-9 here. K-9, 100%. Kenneth Walker, the running back for the Seattle Seahawks. Like I said earlier, you know, he and Brees Hall were like neck and neck, and Brees Hall was an explosive running back for the for the Jets, who unfortunately blew his knee out a few weeks back. And uh, But you take a look at what Kenneth Walker has done, what he means to, uh, to uh, Geno Smith, to what he do- means to Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. I don't see how anybody can touch him right now, assuming he can stay healthy and make it through 17 games. And defensive rookie of the year, I know I alluded to where my head is at earlier. I think Sauce might be one of the – if he's not the best corner in the league, he's one of the three or four. Well, certainly. It, Sauce Gardner? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and the reason for that is not just his play, it's just his whole attitude. Like, it, you got to have, like, a little juice as a defensive back. I don't care what anybody says. you got to have a little Jalen Ramsey in you, a little Deion Sanders. Uh, you, you, not everybody can be a Neos Williams. You know, the perfect gentleman right. and yet the greatest player. Some right. guys have to have some attitude. And Sauce brings that not only to the defensive back room, but he brings it to the entire Jet defense along with C.J. Mosley, and that's why they are so good on defense. Yeah, never gave up a touchdown pass in college, and he's pretty much just taken that whole deal and brought it to the pros. It's incredible. He's been amazing. Um, biggest surprise player at the midway point. Yeah, I think you're right with Geno Smith. You said it earlier. I'll agree with you there because nobody expected them to be where they are. And a buddy of mine who is a really close friends with Pete Carroll, you know, I played for him in 94, so I know Pete really, really well as well. Uh, but he told a buddy of ours that uh, he believed in Geno in the offseason and that you know, Gino has been there for three years, and it was very popular in the locker room, unlike the previous quarterback that was there. And uh, the moment they gave him that wristband was the moment he took off. So I'm going to say Geno Smith, and then maybe Jalen Hurts would be right behind him. All right. Biggest surprise team at the midway point? Well, it's got to be the Seahawks, the Giants, and the Jets all up there. I'm a little surprised at the Vikings and what Kevin O'Connell has done out there. Much like Mike McDaniel, has been able to do with Tua because they're a surprise team as well. K-9, 
Kevin O'Connell yeah. and Kirk Cousins have got this synergy thing going offensively, and they're winning games. So I would say, for me, again, going back to what Brian Dable has done and going back to believing that they're going to get to 8-2, and two, I would say the Giants right now have got to be like the biggest surprise for me, but they're also in the toughest division in the NFL. Yeah, and just side note, I mean, for the Jets, when you told me, all right, Zach Wilson's going to miss essentially the first month of the year, and then they would beat the Bills and they would somehow not be getting great quarterback play, not have their best O-lineman, lose their star running back. I, It's incredible. I, I have so much respect for what Salah's doing there. Um, most disappointing player at the midway point. How could it not be Aaron Rodgers? Even though his statistics may tell you otherwise, they're not great, but they're not terrible. I mean, it's just that it's just been a struggle. And each and every week, it's just we're all waiting for the postgame press conference. We're all waiting to hear what he has to say. Uh, this team you know, has come off of three straight 13-win seasons. Matt LaFleur is a terrific coach, but they just have not found their game, man, and their offense looks awful. I mean, abysmal. And, you know, his performance last week at the Lions was – was horrendous. high schoolish. It was. It was. It was, it was like. It was. It was like your buddy Zach Wilson against the New England Patriots. That's what it looked like, and I can't believe that I'm saying that about a Hall of Fame quarterback. No, and it's it's unbelievable too. Boomer is is. I mean, they can't. They couldn't run it. They couldn't throw it. And I mean, maybe it was just you know. I know Dobbs left the game in the first minute. I know Bakhtiari was out. I I, I you know Jones. Got, Maybe they just ran out of bodies, but I'm sorry. Two picks in the end zone as a quarterback, it's uh, it's unacceptable at any level. And he was just – he was in space. And you know what I'm tired – I'll tell you what I'm tired. I know this is a side note, and I apologize. I just have to get this off my chest. Can we stop cutting to Aaron Rodgers after every incompletion to soak in – his, you know, his histrionics. Can we please? Like, I know it's going on. I don't need to see it every 30 seconds. I may have some impact on that. I could tell our CBS producers the next time he's on CBS, <laughs> you know, let's let's make sure that we get the Mike Valeni shot in or the right, non-Mike yeah. Valeni shot, whatever you yeah, want Yeah, we get it. Aaron Rodgers' bitter beer face every 18 <laughs> seconds. Right. All right. So most disappointing team might be the Packers, but I wanted to offer it up to you at the midway point. Well, how could the uh, defending Super Bowl champions not be disappointing the Rams? Uh, okay. they're, they're disappointing, I think, where the Bucks are right now. They're disappointing, although the Bucks most likely will make the playoffs. Of course, the Packers with the reigning two-time MVP, back-to-back MVP, by the way, uh, they're disappointing. The Cardinals, I mean, you know, but it's not like they're disappointing. I think we kind of all knew that they were going to be a bad team this year. Just because you know what's funny, though? Yeah. They've been worse. Like, even though I expected them to be middling, Boomer, they've been bad. I mean, bad. I could also say the Saints. The Saints are another team that's pretty disappointing. They have a pretty good defense. Uh, You know, they have the quarterback carousel going on down there with Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. And, you know, it's just been a mess. I, I thought that they were going to be able to sneak in and win this division just simply on the backs of their defense and Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is now most likely out for the year. So I could say the Saints are a very disappointing team as well. All right, so let's do this in order. We're going to go NFC division winners. I ask you right here, right now at the midway point, who wins it? You give me the team, NFC East, Eagles. Yep, Eagles, definitely. We both agree, yep. NFC North, Vikings. Vikings, definitely. Okay, now it gets more interesting. The NFC South. Bucks. Okay, no love for our man Arthur. I, I kind of like what he's doing, and I appreciate what he's doing for Marcus Mariota, who's 
playing solid. That's the only way I could say it. I mean, he's That's not spectacular. Way. Nothing yeah. spectacular, but it's Tom Brady, man. And okay. I, I, I think he's going to win the NFC South. The NFC West. I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers. I know you're right, but man, am I pulling for the Seahawks. I just love the story. I love what I just I love it. I think it's amazing. And it's a testament to a good organization. Yeah, and they have to win this week against the Bucs. I mean, this is why this Pivotal. game is so important in Germany. They have to win this game because I, I do believe the 49ers are going to beat the Chargers this week. They're one game behind them. They're right on their heels. So I, I still think the 49ers got a, a a big run in them. AFC. All right. The AFC East, knowing what we think we know about Josh Allen. Well, I would we think we know he's going to be back and he's going to be playing and he'll be healthy. So I think the Bills win the AFC East. Yeah, I'm with you, but I think this is going to end up way closer than people imagined. All right. The AFC North. The Ravens. They have now won three in a row. They've had double-digit leads in every game. Uh, they played uh, a little bit hamstrung this week down at the Saints. They just beat the hell out of the Saints in their own building. Um, so I think the Ravens are about as impressive a team uh, in the last three weeks as there is. Yep, get Andrews healthy, find somebody. I, you want a spot for Odell, that would have been a spot, but they, they just need something on the perimeter with Bateman out for the year. All right, AFC South, go ahead. You Gotta know be what's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be the Titans. Um, it, you know, I don't see any of these other teams even remotely no. getting close to them. And, you know, it's really weird. It's going to be – Interesting seeing what the Colts do because Jim Irsay, not only did he make a change as at the head coach, he also said this week that, you know, if Matt Ryan is healthy, that he could actually end up playing again for the Colts. And I know why that is because Jeff Saturday doesn't trust Sam Ellinger, and I know that for a fact. And then the West Chiefs. 100% Chiefs, yes. I think – right. uh, that that was supposed to be the best division in football, and it's turned to be it's turned out to be still the Chiefs' division, and they own it. So at the midway point, your AFC and NFC title game matchup. Go ahead. Right now, you know, at, at the beginning of the year, I thought Niners Bengals, and I've been very disappointed in the Bengals. We could have put them on that disappointment list. Sure. Uh, but I would say Niners right now, and and I'm thinking Chiefs. Niners Chiefs. See, it's interesting. I was thinking the same thing in the AFC. Boomer, I'm with you. The Eagles are a great story, but I think the Niners are built for the postseason. I think they'll get healthy. They'll get right. Um, but, man, this Josh Allen thing, I I'm scared. I, I know. I know. It's not like he's getting Tommy John right now. But I'm with you on this. Like, if they lose home field, if they lose a couple games because he's gone, let's say he's gone for a few weeks, and they got to go to Arrowhead to exercise the Demons – I'm with you. Niners, Bills, Super Bowl. All right. Those are the boomies. We're going to check in on those end of year. Uh, listen, a lot to cover. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. We'll be back next week. All the results, all the scores, all the good stuff. We'll talk to you then. It's kickoff, it's kickoff. with Boomer and Valenti.